In this confusing and fast-paced world, things are moving so quickly, it's easy to get distracted. Technology is demanding our attention at every moment, and it's easy to forget where our priorities should lie. This can leave us feeling stressed, anxious, and restless. We need to set our priorities right to set our minds on things above. We need to spend time in the Word of God and to allow His Spirit to lead our paths. We must follow His will and direction rather than the world's, and we must be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Find rest in Him, for He is the giver of life. Good morning, Berean family. I hope you guys are all doing great. Uh, we are in this series, uh, to, uh, simply titled A Step Closer. The idea is using these different principles and disciplines uh, to help us take a step closer to Christ as we journey to become more like Him. Uh, I, I wish every time I got up here, I could preach about something that uh, I don't struggle with or uh, something that I have victory over, but the truth of the matter is I'd run out of things to talk about pretty quick. Uh, this, is, this is one of those topics that uh, I have to confess to you, I am not good at, and there is a long way for me to go, and that is taking a step closer through rest, and we're going to talk today about taking a Sabbath rest, something that I think has been lost in our culture, in our society, and in our generation. Um, part of this series is, when, when appropriate, we've had a, a congregate, somebody in the church body, uh, come up and share testimony about the subject we're speaking about today. Well, today is one of those days. I want to uh, introduce and, and, and uh, welcome to this stage Katie Sayer. I had to find somebody else to give testimony because, like I said, I stink at this. There was no laugh there, which was awkward. All right. Katie, you want to share with us uh, how God has helped use rest to help you take a step closer to him? Yeah, so uh, my journey with rest and Sabbath uh, really hit me a few years ago when I started at college, and college really kicked my butt. I entered in, and I would wake up at 8 a.m. for class, and that particular year I had class till like 5 p.m., and then I'd stay up till 10 or 11 studying just to wake up and do it all over again. And I was so overwhelmed and over, just so stressed with this, and every moment I had like a weekend off, I would get sick, I'd get a migraine just because my body knew I could like relax. And it was just not good. I was just really struggling, and I was not thriving and really disappointed in the way that that was going. Um, so before I could figure out how to deal with that, um, the Lord sent me home for quarantine in 2020. And during that time, a friend sent me a podcast about rest in the Sabbath. And as I listened to it, I was so convicted, and I just loved to hear about it because it was such a beautiful thing from God that I had really never taken the time to practice or study. And as I studied it, I realized that God, in the when he created the world, he made the whole world. And on that seventh day, the God of the universe chose to rest. And um, out of the 10 things he could fit on that tablet, Sabbath made that list. And that that was God's best for me. And he didn't want me to wear myself out in this lifetime. He didn't want me to just be making it by, but he wanted me to thrive in him. 
And so as I entered back into college in the fall, um, I started to implement my Sabbath. Um, and for me, that was on Saturdays. And I was very thankful that it was a spiritual discipline or practice because I was not good at it. And it was almost impossible for me to take a full day off. So I started with a half day, um, just with no phone and time with the Lord. Um, for me, being in nature is a huge part of that. Um, so just taking time to be with him. And um, that was so beneficial for me. I started to really feel um, God's presence in my life and his joy through that. And it just was really special that uh, my king and my God, he doesn't want more from me, but he wanted to be with me on that day. Uh, that required me using those other six days to arrange my schedule so I could take that seventh day uh, to be with him. Um, but really thankful for that. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks. What other ways could you say that taking that Sabbath rest has helped you take a step closer to Christ? Yeah, so like I said, I take mine on Saturday because I'd have exams on Monday, so Sunday was just not a good time. So after being with the Lord on Saturday all day, it really enhanced my worship experience on Sundays. I'd come to church, and it was just so much sweeter to be uh, in a worship environment after spending that day with him. Uh, I also really found that that um, pushed my trust in the Lord. Instead of just saying, I trust you, God, and then me doing all the work, it required me to do nothing on that day. Not nothing, but to be with God on that day and surrender those things to him. And I will say, like, I was so just blessed by the Lord and that my grades did not suffer, even though I was taking that full day off. And it was very humbling to see that it wasn't my efforts, but it was God working through me, and it really was all him. That's awesome. Well, let me pray. I want to thank God for you and what he's doing in your life. And um, am I echoey? Or is that just in my ears? Well, let me pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, thank you for Katie. Thank you for uh, uh, this conviction that you have given her and her uh, uh, obedience to you in it. God, I thank you how you have used uh, Sabbath rest in Katie's life to help her to take a step closer to you. God, I pray this morning for our service, you'll speak in and through me, speak in and through your word by the power of your Holy Spirit, and you will help us all to take a step closer to you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Katie. You know, uh, I take Sabbath rest, it seems like, periodically and, and different times, and whenever I do, I kind of realize how much I've been neglecting it. Um, over the last several months, uh, it seems like we've been running really hard, and there's been very few times to take a rest. Uh, uh, as you know, I was just on vacation, and um, apparently I didn't get enough rest there, so the Lord let me tear my bicep, uh, so there'd be a little bit more rest, right? Sometimes it just kind of happens. But, but something I realized while I was on vacation, and maybe I've already shared this, but uh, pretend like it's new to you. Um, when we're going so hard all the time, we miss the preciousness of the moment. You know what I mean by that? You know, we used to uh, uh, fish in Alaska, and there was this guy, Bernie, who one day we're overlooking the mouth of the Kenai River, and and we're sitting by a fire and just beautiful scene. And Bernie kind of takes a deep breath and he says, you know, Dan, these are the good old days. You know, I think we can recognize the good in these days when we take a time to rest. I mean, we're going so fast, so hard all the time. You might say, oh, well, I'm, I'm retired now. I'm not. You know, you can find things to make yourself busy regardless of what your work schedule is. You, you might pull up your phone and start scrolling and become involved in all the stories that are going on in the world, and, and your brain doesn't get a second to rest. Scrolling through Facebook is not going to give uh, a life to your spirit like spending a time in God's word will. 
We're going to talk today about something that we're really bad at in general. This idea of taking a Sabbath rest. I believe our church in today's time, probably in the last, at least our generation, maybe the one before, but probably started in my generation, I think we've taken this commandment as a mere suggestion. And I think it's wrong. We need to take this very seriously. There's a couple quotes out, uh, that I wanted to share. First one is a Dallas Willard quote. He says this. He says, ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. Ruthless, ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. Carl Jung, or Carl Jung, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, says this. Hurry is not of the devil. Hurry is the devil. John 10.10, the first part of John 10.10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. Do you know how easy it is for him when we stay busy all the time? Our guard's down. We think life and all the things in our relationships and our work and all of those things depend on us. The second part of that verse, this is Jesus, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Friends, abundant life isn't running from here to there and staying busy 24-7. That's a distracted and a hurried life. And it's not life-giving at all. It takes away our life. But Jesus came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I'm going to give you a couple of definitions before we jump in. We're going to be used, looking at a few different texts today. Uh, if you're wanting to get ahead, the first one, uh, Genesis chapter 2, you should be able to find that all the way to the left. All right? A couple of definitions. First of all, Sabbath. Sabbath, the definition, seventh day of the week, it's a time of rest. Uh, so, so when we use the word Sabbath, particularly in the Old Testament, we're talking specifically seventh day of a week, a time of rest. The word holy is going to come up here. Holy, consecrated, removed from common use, subject to special treatment, and sacred. All right? And then labor, the word labor we all know too well. Toil, work, serve, or the one that we love, accomplish. Doesn't it feel good to accomplish something? How many of you are like me and you have about 30,000 tasks halfway done? Come on, guys, men, I know it's all of you. Your wives are looking at you right now. Man, my dad was really bad at that. My dad was pretty, or is a pretty handy guy. He doesn't get around great now, but a pretty handy guy, um, especially when it came to starting projects. It was the finishing them that he struggled with, but he was really good about starting uh, projects. I believe when it comes to uh, uh, taking a Sabbath, some of the things that are keeping us from fully enjoying rest in a day, a full day of rest, uh, I think there's three major dangers, at least, probably more. First one is this, too much work, not enough rest. Now, if we polled everybody, people would, by, by and large, say that that's what they struggle with. Too much work, not enough rest. The second one is this, too much rest, not enough work. That can be a problem, too. And then the third, too much work, in things that have no value or are destructive. 
Like I said, I think most people would say it's the first danger that they fall into, too much work, not enough rest. I believe that probably for the majority of folks, it's this third, too much work and things that have no value are destructive. It's amazing how much time we have when we are when we are when we're trying to use our time for the right purposes when we are being disciplined in the work that we have to do when we're being intentional with our time it's amazing what we can accomplish in a day or in six days if we are intentional with it first thing i want to tell you about this morning about rest is this god invented it this isn't our idea this isn't some construct that we have come up with god invented rest it was his idea and it's a good idea i I, i'm the first one to admit that uh if i'm not working or doing something productive or what i view as productive i get antsy Anybody like that? Anybody view the day of like a Sabbath rest or, or a day where you're going to be removed from the work that you would normally do and get almost like stressed out about the things that you could be getting done and go, well, that sounds super boring. I don't want to sit around all day. Does anybody kind of feel that if you're honest? For one thing, that's not really what a Sabbath rest is, just sitting there and not doing anything. Kelly and I were talking um, this week, maybe it was yesterday, about this sermon and and she's like, well, what does it mean to have a Sabbath rest? Like, are we not allowed to cook? I'm like, no, 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 you're cooking. <laughs> I think she came back to that one like three or four times. No, but what does it mean? Like, like are we, are, at what point is the work that we're doing work? Well, we're not the first ones to wander these things. Remember the Pharisees, right? Everything was work. You could do nothing. Jesus healing somebody was work. So much so that they wanted to stone him to death for it. I think it's the spirit of the, the law here more than the, the, the um, sticking to it like black and white, like you're not doing anything. Obviously, if you get out of bed in the morning, you're going to exert some sort of energy, right? The older you get, the more energy that takes. It becomes work. <laughs> But it's the spirit of this thing. What are you doing? Is there a day in your week that is set apart from the rest of the week, that is consecrated, made holy, that is sacred, that is for you, your family, and the Lord? Is there that day? I I, uh, don't see him, so I'll embarrass him. Last night, uh, uh, William Kime, who, by the way, I want to take a little quick break here. Um, Our roof, just so you guys know this, we told you in the business meeting what it costs. I want to give you a very quick update on this, and we're just going to keep rolling. Um, We had William Kime from our church kind of of be our general contractor and hire somebody for this job. Um, If if you're new, we just replaced the roof like a month ago. Um, I was on vacation while that was happening, which was super smart. And... uh, but anyways, in 2018, I think we had some quotes that it was going to cost something like $160,000. Uh, we were, we were like really excited that it looked like it was going to be more like one hundred fifty dollars or one fifty-five. dollars The final number came in, and it was under, are you ready for this? Under one twenty-five. So absolutely incredible. But the reason, one of the big reasons for that is we had one of our own guys that kind of took the bull by the horns and helped us out a ton. So when you see William, make sure you thank him for that. And uh, if I say this in the 11 when he's here, he's going to be super mad at me. But, um, so don't tell him it's on video, okay? 
But anyways, William last night was, uh, and, and I don't have permission to share this story, but like I said, he's not here. Um, <laughs> he was putting up hay, and it was going to rain last night, but, but one of the things about William is, if he didn't get it done on Saturday, it wouldn't happen on Sunday. It just would sit out there. Because him and his family take seriously this idea of taking a Sabbath rest, and for them, they use Sunday for a Sabbath rest. Man, just last night, just having a conversation with his son, I said something about tomorrow, and, and, and Malachi looks at me and immediately and says, we don't work on Sundays. I thought, what a great thing to teach your family. Then I thought, I'm not good at this. I'm just not good at this. And I, I'm not talking about this over and over again because I'm trying to like heap up guilt on myself or any of you. I want us to be encouraged William is a guy who accomplishes more than most guys would ever dream of accomplishing, but he does it in six days. We can too. Take a Sabbath rest. The idea of a Sabbath rest was invented by God. Listen to Genesis 2, verses 2 and 3. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all the work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. In six days, God created the world and all that is in it. But on the seventh day, he rested. Now, do you think that God was just so exhausted that he couldn't pull himself out of his, his bed in heaven? Of course not. But he's modeling something that he expects from his creation. That we would get our work done in six days. And on the seventh, that seventh day would be holy. It would be consecrated. It would be sacred time set apart for our relationship with him. And guys, it's good for us. It's good for us. Six days of the week are for work. You know, that's a normal week. We're not talking about if you're on vacation, you're, well, I've still got to work while I'm on vacation. No, that's not it at all. But a normal week, we should get our work done in six days. Get your work done in six days and on the seventh rest. I think, man, thinking back Old Testament and the times, uh, uh, there's, there's a lot of you here that have been involved in agriculture. You, you, think, you think it's hard for us today to take a seventh day, take a day of rest, you know, imagine none of the uh, modern conveniences we have now, and, and you have goats to milk, right? There, there, there's a lot of things that have to get done. So they had to discipline themselves. Now, this, isn't, this is extra biblical. This is just me thinking out loud. But I wonder if on that sixth day, they waited till really late at night to milk their animals. And then on the first day of the week, they'd have to get up really early so that they didn't uh, hurt the animal. If you let a milk animal go too long without milking it, they can develop mastitis and get sick and you have all these problems. The point is this, they had to be just as intentional with taking a Sabbath rest as we do today. And it's important. God modeled what he expects of us. God invented rest. Secondly, and I think this is super, this is way overlooked, God commands us to take a Sabbath. Gee, I really think it might be a good idea if you take a day of rest. That is not a quote of Scripture. But we, we handle this command as if that's the way he says it, don't we? What if we looked as lightly at, thou shalt not commit murder, as we do with, don't forsake taking the Sabbath rest. 
He isn't, he isn't uh, uh, he's being very serious and clear about this. It's the fourth of the Ten Commandments. Remember, you shall have no other gods before me. You shall make no idols. You shall not take the name of the Lord, your God, in vain. Keep the Sabbath day holy. Honor your mother and your father. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. And you shall not covet. Which one of those are, is okay for us to ignore? Yes, I know we're living in the dispensation, the time of grace. But which one of these should we ignore and say it's okay if we don't, if we don't follow this? I think the answer we all know, right? There's not a lot of debate out there as to whether or not we should observe a Sabbath day. Yet we ignore it largely as a, as a church today. Exodus 20 verses 8 through 11 says this. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant, or your livestock or the sojourner uh, who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them. And rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Guys, God has given us an incredible gift. There's this wrapped present before us that we refuse to unwrap and take possession of. This isn't, this isn't more work for us. This is not, oh my goodness, this is just one more thing to do. This is good for us to take a Sabbath rest. Are you getting tired of hearing me say it yet? because I've got a few more minutes to keep saying it. And it's just as much for me as it is for you. We need to reorganize our lives, I think. God doesn't suggest that it might be a good idea to take a day of rest. He goes on, the Sabbath is for the whole family. Unfortunately, I can't just make my boys go do everything on that day. This is also clear. He made it holy, again, which means consecrated, removed from common use, subject to special treatment, sacred. If God made something and says it's sacred, there's a weightiness to that that we should observe and obey. But let's get practical with taking, let's get practical with taking a Sabbath rest. Uh, there's going to be some planning required. There's going to be some planning required. Listen, if, if you do your week just like normal, and whatever day it is that you select to make a day of Sabbath, everybody's got different schedules. Some of you work on the weekends, right? But pick a day, a 24-hour period of time as your Sabbath. But in order to do that, you're going to have to make some plans. Because if you're not careful, there are things that will creep up and get in your way of taking that Sabbath rest. I think there are some reasons to not take a Sabbath rest. The first one... I believe, I'm guilty of, if I'm honest, belief that too much depends on us. That's kind of what we are communicating when we refuse to take a day of rest, isn't it? If I take a rest, this, that, and the other thing won't get done. Prioritize what you're going to get done and trust God and take the seventh day. That's the next uh, uh, reason not to, is lack of priority prioritizing work during the six days. I don't know about you, but if I'm really intentional and I organize my six days well, 
and I'm disciplined to get the work done that I need to, again, there is the time to take a Sabbath rest. Stop believing the lie that there's not. Another one is this, procrastination. Boy, I'm really, I wrote most of the sermon yesterday, just by the way, just for irony on a day off. You know, how, you know how dumb I felt all the morning as I'm working through this? Seriously, I'm like, well, I guess there is something I need to learn here. Procrastination. And then finally, not understanding the need for rest. You know, God designed us and created us. He knows what we're made of. He knows what's good for us. And if you run too hard for too long without prioritizing day of rest, you're going to hurt yourself. Not just spiritually, but physically. You need time to rest. Third point is this. Rest isn't the absence of work. I think so. So all too often we think that that of the day of rest, of work, it's a day we will do nothing. It's not simply just the absence of work. Again, I don't think God expects us to sit around uh, and be bored all day. Can you imagine uh, a toddler through like elementary age saying, hey, it's the seventh day of the week. We're just going to kind of sit in a circle in the living room and relax. It won't be long and your house will be on fire, right? It's not just simply a day of doing nothing. Listen to Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30. Come to me, this is Jesus, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Taking this day of Sabbath rest, as we heard from Katie, is a time for us to set aside from common use, to consecrate, to spend time in our relationship with the Lord. Do we take one day of the week and say, God, this is for our relationship. This is for time that I have set apart, that you have set apart, that I'm going to obey you in, to be with you. Jesus wants us to find our rest in him. In him. That means we need to prioritize Jesus. We talk a lot about, you know, do everything that we do as unto the Lord, so thinking about our work, but we also need to prioritize Jesus in our rest. Not simply just the lack of doing work, but prioritizing Jesus in that day, in that time. How do we spend that time? We can spend that time in his word. Now, does that mean you have to sit and read the Bible nonstop for 12 hours? No. Spend a couple of minutes in his word. You know, we, it's good for us to do that every day, but what if we modeled and, and, and created and used our, our day of Sabbath to a day where we start off in God's word? And we had some time to really think about it and meditate upon it. When I lived in Alaska, I would say probably three-quarters of the sermons that I wrote, I wrote as I was hiking in the mountains, spending time with God. Man, it's so good for us just to remove the distractions. Now, this isn't in the Bible, and this is just me speaking, but I would really encourage you to consider just logging off and turning your phone off for that day once a week even if it's just for a few hours. If there's an emergency, whoever has it can call 911 and not you. Depend on God as if it depends on him. Take this day, be intentional with it. Time in his word, time in prayer, 
and enjoying Him together with your family and friends. Those are good things for us. Taking a Sabbath, this is my last point here, taking a Sabbath isn't just an Old Testament commandment. You know, we think about different things in the Old Testament that we don't really apply to our lives today in Leviticus, right? Uh, Wearing uh, two different types of fabric together was considered a, a taboo. You shouldn't do it. We would all be probably breaking that rule right now, right? The blending of the different materials to make our clothing. There were specific reasons for rules like that, that were, that were cultural, that were setting apart the children of Israel. And then there are things that are timeless, that are for everyone. This would be one of those. How do we know that the Sabbath is for the church today? Well, we talk about it in the New Testament. Hebrews 4, 9 through 11. So then, there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. I wish you would have been more clear. So then, there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God, for whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his. Let us therefore strive to enter that rest so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. You see how this is now connected in the New Testament to disobedience and obedience? Taking a Sabbath rest wasn't just for the Old Testament, it's for us today. There remains a Sabbath rest, it says. It's commanded both in the Old Testament and in the New. And again, I I fear and I believe that it's potentially the most overlooked, or at least one of the most overlooked, least obeyed of the commandments in our day. And it seems as though we are okay with it. Church, again, I I don't want to just kind of read you the riot act here when it comes to this. But I think we are going to be a much more dangerous church in our community and more used by God if we honored this uh, commandment of the Lord and we, we, we sought to keep the Sabbath day holy as we are commanded to by the Lord. It's good for you. And it's not going to be some burden. It's going to be something that you enjoy. Some of you, I know, you've been working hard for too long. Take the rest. It's good for you and your relationship with the Lord. It's going to be good for you and your relationship with your family. You know, I talk a lot about times I spent in central Pennsylvania growing up as a kid. And I think it's because, you know, I grew up going to the church, but so much of what I learned about in the church was modeled so well at my grandma's house. I didn't realize it at the time, you know, growing up as a kid. But on like Sunday, we would come home from church and the whole family would just be over there. Now, that's not possible for everyone. That's not possible for everyone. There was nobody going out to cut the grass. And if you left uh, cutting your grass till today and you're like, oh no, what am I going to do? That's between you and the Lord. I'm not going to say a word. (laughs) You know, there's nobody doing that. There 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 was just time together. Focusing on relationship and focusing on the Lord and our relationship with Him. Our church, our country, our families need that again. We need to take this seriously. We need to honor the Sabbath and keep it and keep it holy. I'm going to invite the band to come up. We have another song of praise before we uh, conclude this morning. As they come. 
I want to ask this question because it's a question I'm asking of myself. What needs to change in your life so you can get rest and take a Sabbath? Maybe if you're a note taker, just write down that question. What needs to change? I believe that probably all of us realize that this isn't really something that we should decide whether or not we should do. So then let's prioritize it. What needs to change? Maybe it's prioritizing work that needs to be done during the six days of the week. Be more disciplined on those six days. Maybe for you, it's just that you, meet, you need to make it to where it's not optional anymore. And I think as a church, we ought to hold one another accountable in this. Ask each other, are you getting a day of rest? Seems like a strange question, doesn't it, in our culture? But it's important. Finally, prioritize Jesus on that Sabbath day. Don't make it just a day where you don't do your normal things. Prioritize Jesus in it. Let's pray. God, thank you for this day. God, I thank you for the clarity in this that you expect of us to take this day and consecrate it to make it holy as it is a day that you have called sacred, that we should make sacred because you have made it sacred, that even you rested. God, forgive me, forgive us for not taking this seriously. God, help us to find our rest in you. In Jesus' name, amen.